Hello and welcome back to the Fit as Flock podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Bush, and today I wanted to answer or share with you the answer to a question that I get quite frequently um, from friends, from clients, of course, because I help them through this, and on social media. So oftentimes people reach out to me and they say, hey, I've been working on, on losing weight and I've been doing really well, but I've hit a wall and I can't figure out what's going on. So I wanted to just quickly share with you a couple of things that I always ask. So these are questions that you can also ask yourself if you're going through um, or working on weight loss, fitness journey, um, whatever your situation may be. I have a feeling that that maybe some of you might have some of these same issues. And so I want to tell you and share with you kind of where I start from. So I had somebody reach out and they said, hey, this has been going on. They've lost like 30 pounds on their on their own, doing great, following some workouts, et cetera, et cetera. So my very first question you know, was, do you know about how many um, calories you're eating a day? How many grams of protein? What's your current weight? Because I'm, I want to assess... And, and how much have you been been exercising? What kind of exercise have you been doing? That kind of gives me a picture of, you know, are they fueling appropriately? Um, where could be some low hanging fruit to address um, right out the gate? So for this particular person, very, very low on protein. This was confirmed by um, her telling me, I wake no matter when I wake up, if it's in the middle of the night or first thing in the morning, I am ravenously hungry. Part of that is because her protein is is low on the low, low side. And so loading up on protein is is really going to help her. Um, it helps keep you feeling fuller longer. Lots of benefits to protein. I did a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago on protein and why it's so important. So if that's something you struggle with, go check that one out. I think, I think you'll find it helpful. The other thing um, that we talked that my next, almost always my first question is, are you using a food scale? I cannot tell you how many people how many clients I have a check-in form and they check in with me every Friday and they say, I say, um, there's a star rating. How, um, like how accurately or how much have you been tracking or how, or, or, or how do you feel about your accuracy? I can't in your tracking. I cannot remember exact, the exact wording, but like the star rating, you know, being like one, not so good, you know, et cetera, all the way up to like five stars. You're, you're doing great. And people will put five stars, but then the very next question says, how frequently are you using a food scale? And they say, not very frequently. And I'm like, okay, if you are not using a food scale, there's absolutely no way that you know how how many calories you're consuming and what your macros look like without it. Unless every single thing that you eat is pre-portioned or pre-packaged. So I say this from a place of absolute love and wanting to help people reach their goals. Ultimately, that's my job. My job is to look for holes. My job, my job's first to educate. My job is to look for holes um, in, in what people are doing. And so I always hate asking that question because I don't want it to come across as accusatory um, or like tisk 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 you aren't using your food scale but it's my job to help my clients get their A to Z transformation as quickly as possible well I say as quickly but my clients will tell you that all the time I'm telling them slow and steady wins the race but you get you get the idea right I want to make it as painless as possible and in order to do that we have to be accurately tracking 
just remember, if you're hearing this and you're like, oh crap, she's calling me out on the food scale. Just remember, food scale doesn't have to be forever. Tracking doesn't have to be forever. Um, we can talk about maintenance and what that can look like and how to do it in a, in a different episode. I should probably write that down so I remember to talk about it um, or I remember to use that as an episode. But a food scale is super important. It's the only way to, I, I, I would challenge you that if you struggle with the idea of using a food scale, um, to flip your mindset and, and change it from, I have to use this food scale to make sure I'm staying within my calorie limit to, I'm going to use this food scale to ensure that I am fueling my body appropriately, that I am getting enough calories, that I am feeding myself enough protein versus a restrictive mindset. Um, that has really helped me. And I'm going to tell you right now, when I first started my macro tracking journey, I was like, hail to the no, I'm not using a food scale. It's not happening. That's what like crazy bodybuilder people do. I ain't doing it. Um, so I use the food. I use my measuring cups um, and my little spoons. And let me tell you, my results were nil because the fact of the matter was on certain things I was underserving myself and on other things I was overserving myself because eyeballing is not a strategy. Um, when we are hungry, when we are preparing food and we're in that state of like wanting to eat, trying to eyeball, you know, go, go give it a test right now. Go scoop out what you think would be a half serving of peanut butter. 16 grams, go scoop it out of what you think that would be on a spoon and then actually do it with a food scale. I can promise you, um, if you're someone that has not been using a food scale, you're going to be way off. And that is some, those calories add up really quickly, um, with certain foods, right? So some aren't that big of a deal. Like if you didn't use your food scale, I'll tell you, I'll, I tell people this all the time. Um, I, I'm not going to use a food scale if I'm like weighing out bagged lettuce or, um, um, riced cauliflower and peppers or something like that because it's so low calorie. Now, this is one of those things where it's not like I go around and encourage people like, hey, pick and choose what you weigh. But as you um, get more savvy, you start to realize like that's not going to be what has a big impact. But things like cheese, um, avocado, um, peanut butter, sorry, nuts, high, you know, calorie dense foods. If you... If you're eyeballing a serving, you think it's what you think it's one serving, but in reality, it's three. Well, if you're having three servings of almonds versus what you thought was one, that is big enough to almost eat up an entire day's deficit, at least if you're one of my clients, because we go with a, a moderate deficit. We're looking to lose half a pound to one pound per week. So all of that to say, if if you feel like you've hit a wall in, in your programming, um, first question, are you using a food scale? Second question, are you confident that you're using it appropriately? You know how to use it. If not, go out on YouTube. There's tons of videos um, that will walk you through how to use it. It's really simple once you get used to it. It's weird and clunky at first, but I promise like if you use it for two weeks, it's gonna feel like second nature. Um, I still use it to this day because I wanna make sure that I, for my goals, I wanna make sure that I'm eating enough and I'm getting enough protein. Um, so I'm still using, I still use, I also cannot be trusted. I'm somebody that's very, um, I could go over my maintenance calories very easily. So I know that about myself. So for some people, um, intuitive eating tends to work to a point, um, until it doesn't. So if you find yourself kind of hitting a plateau, that's going to be the, one of the first questions that someone like me would probably ask. Just remember a, a plateau. You're really not considered to be in a plateau until you've seen no change on the food or on your, on your food scale, on your actual scale. Like, so in your scale weight 
or in photos for a period of about three to four weeks with consistency. So what I mean is over those three to four weeks that you're saying that you've stalled out over, have you been consistent? Were you even consistent on the weekends? If it went in your mouth, did you track it? Have you been um, taking licks, bites, and tastes that maybe you're not accounting for? Have you been using your food scale? All of those things need to be on point to really determine, are you truly at um, a plateau or have you had a couple off weeks? For me, usually it's I've had a couple off weeks um, if I'm being super honest with myself. One of the things that I also want you to remember is that especially if you're newer on your journey, that body recomposition is absolutely a thing where you're losing, um, you're losing fat, but gaining muscle. So the scale weight might not change, but in photos and in your clothes, you might look and feel different. So that's why it's really important that, that you don't only use the scale as your singular measure of progress. I have clients that I will work with. So I, I run a seven week program. They'll be with me for seven weeks and they may only lose, um, you know, a couple of pounds, but their body recomposition, you look at them and you go, holy crap, she looks like she lost 15 pounds because it's a real thing. So it is so important that you don't solely focus on your scale weight. It's one measure of progress. I think it's important to be aware of it. I think it's part of this bigger picture, but I, I think it's part of it. It's absolutely not all of it. The other thing that I want you to remember, if you're feeling stuck or you're wondering, do I need to make a change? It's you know, being really, really aware of where you've been eating on average, having eyes wide open about how you've been handling the weekends because the fact of the matter is you want to be eating as much as you can, as long as you can while still losing weight. That's gonna be what preserves your metabolic rate um, because really, if, if you were to go to someone like me and say, you know, hey, I've been eating um, 1,500 calories a day, I've stalled out, I've been consistent, I, I want to continue to lose weight. Well, we only have a couple of, of levers to pull at that point, um, and that could be increasing cardio, um, which is not my preferred method, um, or decreasing calories, which is also not my preferred method. So my preferred method um, would be to take a diet break, um, give your body a break for a period of time, eat at maintenance um, for a period of time, then go back into a dieting phase where you go back to about you know a, a moderate calorie deficit. I, I don't love the race to zero. Now, obviously, I don't need zero calories, but you know that race to like eating lower and lower and lower and lower. I I, I think it's well, I know it's it's just a terrible strategy. It's, it makes adherence hard. It makes the failure rate high. Um, and it's just not worth the heartache. If you could get to a place where you're willing to do these phased, uh, this phased approach to dieting where it's like you're dieting for six to 12 weeks, you're taking a break for six to 12 weeks. You're dieting for six to 12 weeks, you're taking a break for six to 12 weeks. You'd actually end up being way more successful over the long haul because what tends to happen is people will go hardcore seven weeks and then they end up gaining it all back and then some. And then they end up going into another, like all this time's passing, right? Because they don't gain it overnight. So it's a period of time. Then they go, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get back at it. So they get back at it for another period of time. Had they just stayed the course and, and been able to be more consistent over a longer period of time, they actually probably would have gotten to their goal a whole lot faster. Um, I've seen it happen um, both ways many, many times. So something to think about um, as, as you, you are on, on your own journey. Um, the, the eating 1,200 calories and, and trying to you know, kill yourself in the gym and do a ton of cardio, you are setting yourself up 
for, you know, it's a recipe for disaster, um, not only from a, a mental standpoint, from a physical standpoint, from a hormonal standpoint, all of those things. Another thing to keep in mind if you feel like you're you're starting to hit a plateau is um, taking a good hard look at that protein. Are you getting in you can, um, a good rule of thumb for the average person anywhere from about 0.8 grams, 0.8 to one gram of protein per body weight. So good example, if I weigh 128 pounds, I'm eating 120 grams of protein, for example. For the average adult, a really good target, if you don't want to mess with that math is go, I'm gunning for at least 120 grams per day minimum. Okay, so if you don't want to do the math, you don't want to mess with it. That's a that's a really good just like rule of thumb target. Now, if you get there and you're still not getting to where you want to go, you're probably going to need to employ some help, some different calculators, a coach, whatever, um, to help you nail down where your macros and calories really should be. But it's a good starting point. So all of those things to consider along with, um, especially for my females, which I'm betting that 99.9% of, of you watching and listening um, are, is where are you in your cycle? So, so that is going to have a big impact where you are in your menstrual cycle. Also assessing um, what's your stress level been like? Um, our cortisol, if your cortisol is super high, um, it, it messes with all sorts of other things. It's going to, it can, it can increase your hunger hormone um, and, and things like that. And so Ask yourself, you know, what has your stress level been like? And then you have to ask yourself, am I even in a place right now where I can put myself under more stress to be in a dieting phase? Because it is stressful. Not only is it stressful on the body, a caloric deficit in exercise is stress. It doesn't necessarily mean it's bad, right? Um, not all stress is bad stress. But are you in a place where where you can can dedicate some of your life, your time to that? Um, there's nothing worse than than doing than like going into it. And you're just not ready yet, and then you end up feeling frustrated with yourself. The other thing you have to be you know super aware of is sleep. Sleep impacts everything. Um, if you are not getting you know, listen, I'm a mom. I have two kids. <laughs> I am not the picture of perfect sleep. I am a terrible, terrible, terrible sleeper. I'm a super high maintenance sleeper. Um, so that's a story for another day. But, um, you know, getting that sleep is so important because it impacts your cortisol levels, your hunger, your hunger levels, um, all of these different things that if, if you are not sleeping, you are making, you know, your weight loss efforts are going to be so much harder. They like there are many, many studies that show that people that are not getting adequate sleep easily consume an additional 300 to 450 calories a day. And I can tell you um, this for my own self, like when when I have a crappy night's sleep, my body, my brain is literally like eat, 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 because it's, it's like energy. I need energy. I need energy. And so and when it's like when it is like it is like a voice in my head almost and, and trying to override that is so, so difficult. And it is not telling me to go gnaw on a chicken breast. It's like candy, sugar, processed carbs, looking for that quick hit to give some energy, right? Because, because our system is tired. It's looking for energy. Um, and if you can be aware when that happens, you start to really realize like how hard it is to fight against your biology of that happening within your body. Um, so all of those things, if, if you feel like you're, you're hitting a plateau, some things to take a look at, um, not only a good hard look in the mirror at some of your behaviors, but also a good hard look at, at what's going on in your life. Um, so hopefully if, if you found yourself um, hitting up against a wall, this is giving you some ideas of some different levers you can pull, some different things you need to assess to hopefully help you keep moving forward on your journey. If you need additional help, I'm always here. I'm always here for you. Um, for those of you that don't know, I run a program called The Empowered Method. 
would love the opportunity to help you. It's a seven-week um, group coaching program online. It's it's such an amazing opportunity to connect with other women. That's the best part. Um, and so it's great. Check it out, lindsaybush.com. Um, you can also go to theempoweredmethod.com. But I hope you found this helpful. And um, if you have episode topics that you would like to hear about in the future or something that you're struggling with specifically, drop me a comment, um, shoot me a DM, let me know. I would be more than happy to chat with you. And I appreciate you listening. And I'll talk to you on the next one. Bye.